Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Hello and welcome back to Bone Thrower's Theater. This is Johnny playing Chime North. This is Aaron playing Sam Faluge. This is Ellie playing Archie. This is Jeff playing Jer Land. This is Jeremy playing Julian Illix. And this is Jordan playing the Mystery on the Mountain. So when we last left off, there was a terrifying individual that knocked Sam out with a touch, slung them over a, the back of their animal, their reindeer, and took off. When Sam woke up, they shot a flare up in the air and said their ride was nearly there. Meanwhile, Julian sees the flare. Even a rod. Actually, go ahead and make me a uh, perception. perception check. <clears throat> Uh, Eight! You hear a noise, but you don't quite see... You're not on this side of the same side of the mountain at this point. Okay. Meanwhile, Chime is working on putting runners on Katari's gurney to make it a sled. Jer has gone after the, the first mate of the PB, the plucky parrot. <laughs> Archie was with me. Archie was with... Helping watch your Katari. Did Sam recognize the voice of the thing? No. It's not a voice I've ever heard before. I don't think so. Okay. Sam's going to say, where are we headed? You'll see. Someplace warmer. Sam is going to say, uh, you left my friends back there. Why don't we get them too? Well, you're the one who's without cold weather here. We've got to take care of you first. Well, they were just in an accident. We go for who's closest first, and then we take care of the rest. But I, but I really would like to make sure that they're okay, too. Because they're going to be coming after me, and if... So they're going to be stuck up here trying to find me if we don't make sure that they are taken care of. Don't worry, they won't miss us. And from the other side of another mountain peak, you can see a, a large zeppelin coming around. Any markings on it? Paw print. Is that our ride? Yeah, they'll be here in a moment. What's the print on the side mean? I don't think I've seen that before. It's just a decoration. I mean, it looks like it'd be where the uh, national signifier would be. Well, I don't know about any nations. We do our own things. As long as we can come back, and I'd like to help you try to find them when you come back to look for them. So the... I'm actually going to get off of the reindeer with the blanket wrapped around me and, you know, try to stay warm since we're just standing there. Okay. Meanwhile, Julian and Jasper and Grizzly are making good time. Out of game. Did, you didn't go back to the cave. No. You, He's you, after coming after you. But you never... Do you go back to the cave? Yes. Before the gunshot. Yes. Okay. Without the dogs. Yes. Jer and Bear are going to catch up to the crew of the Plucky Parrot. Are you all running down the mountain? Or are you no. Not running. Um, go ahead and make me a climbing roll. 
that's the closest analogy that I can think of for like how you're having to move down the mountain slowly. That would be under physique, right? Correct. Uh, re reflexes, excuse me. Should be like a combination of reflexes. Physique and motivation. Ten. Better than I thought you'd do. You're able to see them off in the distance, but it's going to take you a while to catch up with them. So, uh, Julian is going to be still talking to Shade. So, what's going on? Can you get away? It does not seem likely. He says we're headed somewhere warmer, but very dodgy about where that's going to be. There's a airship coming here with a paw print on its side. He shifts back and forth between being forthcoming and trying to hide his motives and intentions. I don't know anybody who does something like that. <laughs> Julian's like, I, well, I do. Shane. Huh. You should introduce me to them sometime. <laughs> I think Sam is attempting to get more information, and Sam is able to get information from me some of the time, so maybe he'll learn something. They say they're going to come back for you guys. We don't need to be captured by another group. We've got to get to where we're going so we can accomplish what we have set out to do. Sam almost seems compliant. Well, you can do something about that. I don't, I don't know if we can. I threw... We threw our best shot at this guy, and he swatted it aside like it was butter. I think Sam's best bet is to wait for a more opportunistic chance. We may need to create that opportunity. You're cresting the top of the, the mountain slope, so you're, you're able to follow the tracks up and around. So, do I see the airship? Yes, you can see the airship. How close is the airship? It looks like it's only going it's only going to be about half an hour before they reach this mountain. Okay. Um, Ellie. Yes. Roll me three D. Okay, we have thirteen. Okay. The dogs can see Sam, and they start running directly towards them, trying to to catch up with them. They're not paying attention to the terrain, and they both go down through a crust of snow. Uh, Julian actually has them hooked to his waist. Oh, does he? Yes. Whoops. Go ahead and make a reflexes roll. Target number? Target number for the dogs was 15, so that sounds reasonable. Nope. Not like that, eh? I got a four. As this roll is happening, so were the dogs barking? Yes, the dogs did start barking. Did I hear it? Because if they can see me, I'm assuming I can hear a bark at this point. Probably. So I turn and look, so I can see them headed my way. Yes. Go ahead and make me a perception roll. Is this to see if I can see them, or to see if I can hear them, or...? This is to see if you witness what happens. Is there a target number? Yes, there is. Can I get the target number? I rolled a 10. That's all you need. Okay. You turn around and you see Jasper and Grizzly just charging and dragging Julian along with them. All of a sudden you hear as, as the snow collapses underneath them. 
Okay. Yeah, you fall into the snow, and the, the weight of the dogs are pulling on you, but you're able to get your arms on it, and you're able to, like, slowly pull your body up. So you're a, you're hanging on with about shoulder height above okay. the crevice. And the dogs are swinging around underneath you. You can feel them, like, trying to scrabble onto the walls. Can I tell how deep this... You can hazard a look. You can see the bottom. It's probably about 15 feet deep. Survivable. Yeah. Okay. He's going to just try and climb out. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make me a climbing physique. Climbing? Since it's climbing? <laughs> I wasn't seeing it as a climbing roll. I was seeing it as, like, you're pulling yourself. All right. Seven. Okay. So you're able to hoist your body out. You get a leg up onto the ground, and you're able to roll over, but now you've got to pull the wiggling dogs. Are they wearing harnesses? Yes. Or collars? Since they're sled dogs, I mean, they're harnesses. Dogs. And I mentioned before we left that I harnessed them. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just double-checking. All right, so I'm pulling them up. Yep. Which one appears to be bigger and stronger? Grizzly. Um, I pulled Grizzly at first. With a eight. That's my magic number with two dice. It's taking a lot of effort. Character point. Okay. Good character point. Bumped it up to a 19. More than double it, yeah. Yeah. Takes some effort, but you're able to get Grizzly up. Okay. All right, and Jasper's still in the hole. I'm going to try and communicate to Grizzly that we're going to both pull. Okay. To get Jasper up. Well, just having Grizzly up on the... Well, it makes all make things lighter. Yeah. But but he's also the stronger of the two, so yeah. that's... Julian again rolling physique. Rolls a two. Uh, let's what see. Grizzly? Yeah. Grizzly has a physique of 4D. Oh. Wow. It's a big dog. You want your sled dogs to be big. Mm-hmm. So we got a 14. So Grizzly grabs on to, to the, the lead with his teeth. It starts pulling backwards, like in that classic tug of war. Body low to the ground, and slowly Jasper inches his way up out of the crevice and onto the ground. And Julian, I guess, I assume at that point during the scene, is like he like lays back and is like breathing heavy. Yeah. He's laying on his back, reaches into his pocket, pulls out a couple things of jerky. And just holds him up. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he's just sitting there. It's like, oh, good dogs. Good dogs. So the individual who had taken Sam actually comes over and, and offers you a hand to help pull you up out of the snow. Don't want to stay down there too long. Don't freeze. Not in a couple minutes. Who are you where do you come from? Well, my name is Atara. 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 I'm from the south. Julian, without accepting the hand to get up, kind of starts to inch back. It's like, and why are you abducting our people? Well, it looked like they were alone on the mountain and that they needed to talk about. And so we came to help. By knocking them out? Self-defense isn't anything you give up lightly. And if someone shows a little less than favorable inclinations. We want to make sure that everybody stays safe. 
I did the same come over as well. So I guess how close were we? I assumed we were still a ways away. No, you were just on the other side of the crevice. Like, he had come over the mill. Oh, okay. The dogs oh. were... Yeah, all right. Then, yeah, I'll go over as well. Yeah. I guess at that point, Julian sees Sam, kind of stands up, brushes himself off, unclips the bag, tosses it to Sam, says, all right, Sam, let's go. Turns around and starts to walk. Thanks, Atara. Um, as, as I'm, like, pulling out my Golden coat and stuff like that, and I start putting it on. I think we'll start heading back down. Fair enough. So you said you're from the south. After we're, after we're out of here, um, maybe I'll look you up and give you a thanks. You're heading south? I mean, south-ish. Sam's also kind of keeping an eye on Julian to see if Julian's giving any indication that that Sam is saying too much. Yeah, Julian would... He had turned to walk, but as soon as he starts hearing information, he kind of like turns around and you see him walking a little bit like backwards, but looking in that direction, it's like just nudging his head like, let's okay. go, but not saying anything. Do I still have my weapons on me? I was not disarmed? No. No, I was not disarmed? Correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Then yes, I will. I will finish getting my uh, cold weather gear on and start heading after Julian. Okay. Dogs. As soon as Sam starts, Julian stops and waits for Sam to pass, and is still just staring down Tara for like a second or two, and then backs over the rise again. And Tara stays in place. Julian at that point is going to turn around and be like, I don't know about you, but I don't trust that situation right there. That seemed very shifty. Oh, um, compared to what I've seen, I should be used to shifty by now. <laughs> yeah, but, but that doesn't sit well with me. I don't know. It was uh, it was difficult. Tell you one thing, I'd hate to have to fight it again. I was, I was helpless. We have fought council members, and that thing brushed, brushed me aside. Why don't we do this? You take the dogs. Okay. And they know the way back to where Archie and Chime and Katari are. Okay. You head straight back. I'm going to linger a little bit to see if they're following us. Okay. That's a good call. Clips off the belt. The two dogs hands it to Sam. Clip, clip. And he kind of heads off the path. And I'm assuming there are, is a little wooded like area up he's gonna kind of disappear into the wooded area but still kind of skirt the edge I would imagine that there that actually this is a bucket tree line okay yeah. uh, but there's probably some boulders that you could do the same effect for. okay alright so Sam and the dogs are heading down the mountain what's everybody else doing well, Bear and Jer are still walking after the uh, the crew of the lucky parrot I'm working on the sled and uh, watching, just seeing what's going on, making sure that there's nobody coming that we're not expecting. Archie's starting to get a little crazy. Okay. So you're actually, you're feeling something. A presence you haven't felt since. <laughs> I'm feeling something. It's an elemental that you've experienced before, higher up on the mountain. Just for clarification. 
elementals can now sense other elementals distantly if they've made contact, or if they... Or is this an android-specific thing? How can I answer that without bringing things away? Okay. No need to. Archie's gonna twitch his head to his right shoulder a little bit towards the direction of the mountain. And he's gonna roll his shoulders back and nudge it off and continue to look after Katari and see if he can help chime with anything with the sled. But still continuously in and out of twitching and continuously nudging it off as because he has no clue what's going on. Do I notice the twitching? Go ahead and make a perception check. Ten. Yeah, you notice, but it doesn't seem like, you know, they're not yelling about hail the council or... For all he knows, I could be just angry about my dog. Yeah. (laughs) Jer. Yes. You seem to have run into a bit of a snag. What kind? Well, the proxies from the Man of War have survived. Oh. And there's a whole gunfight going on with the pirates. (gasps) Down below? Down below. Oh my gosh. Alright, Bear. Stay low. Keep with me. We're gonna go up the hill a little bit. Why are they... Why is there all that red down there? Just keep quiet. Keep low. Stay with me. Alright? We'll take care of that when we get there. Are those guns? Yes, that's why we're keeping low. We're going to stay back for a little bit. But we need to help people that are hurt. Um, okay. okay. Looks scary. Oh, it is. That's why we're keeping low. Keeping low. Keeping low. So that they don't see us. So they don't... Okay. So are you planning to sneak? Yes, planning to sneak. Jeff was made for today. Another six. Ten to sneak. A ten to sneak? So you... I mean, we're still pretty far back, so Mm -hmm. it's not like charging up there. Right. So as you get closer, you can see that it looks like it's pretty much... Played out? I I was going to say it's a pretty unfair fight. Oh. On whose side? Yeah. The pirates. Because there were 30 pirates. So I'm hoping that they didn't survive the explosion. A man of war is about... Yeah, even if they have a crew of like 200, it exploded. Yeah. So they had about about 45 to 50 people survive the explosion. But they were better armed. They were going to continue their mission. So they like have some like grenade launchers, automatic weapons. How did we hear oh, this? If that's happening, we're staying back. We're not going down there. It's a complete massacre. I've seen that kind of mess. We definitely aren't going down there. Okay. We're going to stay put. So you, as you get closer, you realize it's a lot worse than it than you originally thought. Yeah. And you're going to go ahead and back away slowly. Yes, back away slowly. Go back up the hill. Yep. There, there, there's no help for you this way. And we're going to go ahead and take a break at this point. As a geek with a life outside of gaming, it can be hard to stay informed. The Sometimes Geek Podcast is your weekly update of all the major video game news, brought to you with the insight of an everyday gamer. Episodes are kept short and to the point, so you have more time to spend playing games instead of reading about them. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and at sometimesgeek.com. 
the Sometimes Geek Podcast, because we can't be geeks all the time. And welcome back. So the Jerry Bear team are making their way back up the mountain. Archie is arching. <laughs> Sam has the dogs. Whoever thought that was a good idea. Let's lead them back to us. While Sam is on, on the way back to the rest of the crew, Sam hasn't had enough time, because since we've been on the airship, to collect any more treatment for Katari. And so, on their way back, Sam actually starts trying to collect more stuff. Okay, go ahead and make me a search roll. I didn't want a good roll. Twelve... (laughs) 18, <laughs> 21. He found the one vein of poison berries that runs this high up on the mountain. Oh. I wanted Sam to get lost. So yeah, 21. Great. You're searching really hard. That's how you got lost. <laughs> yeah. The hyper-focus. Yes. <laughs> so, you succeed in finding... A few poison berry bushes. Okay. Which is quite amazing. Yeah, it's it's something of a minor feat. So I collect some berries. You collect some berries. You have a gun and you have a knife. Yes. And I assume at this point it is snowing. Yes, there there is snow. Because of the, the storm. storm. You really don't like how Atara was able to deal with you close up. Correct. Shade wonders if you take a more distant approach. Shade has already informed Julian that there was nothing they could do. Close up. I mean, there's a difference between using your your abilities and using a weapon. A gun that shoots a lot further than Shade can reach. I have a little sidearm pistol. Yeah. It still can reach further than Shade can reach. Just as a reminder. What does Julian see? Keeping an eye on and that airship airship comes up they actually send down like what looks like a um, like a hammock on a um, force ropes and the reindeer climbs into the hammock lays down and gets winched up and then a roll up ladder gets dropped Atara ascends the ladder which is pretty remarkable considering that like with the the storm that's rolling in, the, the ability of the Zeppelin to stay stationary long enough to, to have somebody climb up. That's it. Pretty much. Joe's going to sit down. Okay. And the same blank stare that he had on the airship when he was looking back and forth at the lights kind of gets it again. And he's going to try and see... On that airship, there are any air elementals. Okay. I'm going to drop a fate point on this to double my dice. I need a ridiculous number. I like uh, ridiculous numbers. So we have gone through, and since we kind of said last time, Julian is trying to figure out how to strengthen, develop, uh, progress his abilities. I asked Jordan if I could go ahead and sort of retask that spell design sheet for some new and interesting effects and one of those things is Julian now can try and connect without the aid of another individual 
um, which does increase the target number. Also, we've said it increases the range, and I've taken some other complications to this as well. So right now, he's just trying to see if there are any air elementals on the ship. Twenty six. Twenty four. Yes. Ow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The ship seems to be crawling with air elementals. In that case, I'm going to take one of these complications that I've built in as well. Um, Julian's going to try and be able to hear what is actually going on on the ship. And since the air elementals, but now he's going to try and actually reach out to one of them and hear what they are. Okay. Not just the elemental, but any if they are bonded with anybody or thing, we can hear what they're hearing as well. So, but the complication to that is now Julian cannot hear what is going on at his actual physical location. Here's another complication roll for that. Okay. Three, which there is no effect. So does this power? Just as a clarifier, does this allow you to sense other humans? Are you? Is that what you're looking for? Are you looking elementals for air elementals? Just air it elementals. could be unbonded, could be bonded. Just air elementals. Okay. So you do can't really tell if they're humans or not. Right. Okay. That's what I was trying to get at. Is yeah. If, yeah. But if they are bonded, you can hear through that connection or see if he chooses to. So, like when. There's a connection with shade, or with any other elemental that is bonded with a human. There's like a shadow that appears. Like you can tell that it's bonded to a human. Like oh, okay. it has a certain resonance about it. Now, if I sense where you're going with this, Julian has connected with an elemental bonded with an android before. Right. That's a different tamper. But he couldn't tell the difference. It wasn't described as a difference. We're talking about Archie. Yes. In that regard, there doesn't seem to be any free-floating elementals on the weapon. So Julian thinks they're all bonded. Um, what can he hear? He reached out to one and is after listening. Mm-hmm. What can he hear? Mostly a status report of making contact with with Sam, essentially. Like, orders to continue to try and fly to the other side of the mountain to see if they more can be found because obviously you all didn't get to the mountain just the the two of you you know what i mean yeah basically what i'm doing what i'm trying to do is trying to pick up trying to make the connection for julian is suspicious of this group obviously um and he's trying to find something that would cause him to in a panic run back to the cave and make that connection seems like the zeppelin the crew of the Zeppelin believe that there are more survivors, and they want to go looking for them. Okay. Julian is going to actually reach out to speak to this one that he's connected to. Okay. And he's going to try and persuade it to to leave his group alone and not mess with the group. He's going to pitch it to this air elemental that. It's very important that Julian's group stay together and make it to their destination without any outside entanglement, outside influence, B 
because there are a couple individuals within the group that could cause some problems or other elementals. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll your dice. And this could be bad. That is very persuasive. 39. You can feel uh, an intensity of focus upon you. What do you mean bad? Wait, what? What do you mean bad? Uh, oh, oh, okay. They're asking um, you what sorry, do you that mean? was that was me as a player rolling thinking of the outcome of what can happen. So that wasn't Julian saying that that could be bad in there. Um, which I mean we could say that, I guess. I thought you said that you told it that you need to be left alone because there's there could be some consequences yes. for any elementals that they came in contact right. with him. Okay. Right. So basically, he's asking, you're being asked, what conse- what, do, what do you mean by consequences? Julian's going to flat out say to this elemental, he's like, I don't know how long I can maintain communicating with you at this point. The longer we stay communicating, the worse it's going to be. What is going to be worse? I'm not sure. This elemental is very confused. First off, he wants to know who you are, what's going on. And as discussed, one of the side effects of Julian doing it this way is there are some residual elemental things that start to happen with that particular element in the area. So I would imagine that in Julian's location and also around the airship, the wind starts to pick up. So it's getting windier, stormier, snow is starting to go more vertical against the ship. And he's going to make one last please. Uh, just leave us alone. Let us get to where we need to get to so we can take care of the individuals that we need to take care of. Let us do our thing. How can... Well, we can help. If things are that bad, then you shouldn't just be left out on the side of a mountain. I imagine snow is starting to cake on the side of your face. Yeah. Julian's going to start to get a little agitated and he's going to pretty much just say he's actually physically straining to try and keep this connection at this point yeah because he hasn't really done this at this magnitude some of what you had seen earlier was just him experimenting with this type of thing but now this is actually quite strenuous for for him so he's going to get a little agitated and he's going to be like just look I, I can't keep this up and Right now, the way things have gone, the more elemental involvement, the worse things get. Stay clear. And he breaks the connection. And at that point, there is this tremendous gust of wind. Sort of, you see, Julian was seated, but he gets, the wind pretty much blows him over and he, he, like, rolls several feet. down the table. (laughs) Several feet down the... That's how he gets there before Sam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roll several feet down the path, gets up, shakes himself off, and brings his rifle out and just starts to run down the path. Okay. How big was the gust of wind? Like, would it have been like a swooping, like a, that would have rushed up the mountain or down the mountain or? Well, I imagine was it, it would have been a, a two two places that gust of wind surrounding Julian and then 
surrounding the air. So like, it was more like a swirling gust. Right? Well, I mean, it pushed Julian. So okay. it wasn't just swirling. It, but it yeah, pushed it, you back. But it wasn't a entire mountain swoop. It was a local it, swoop. No, it was it was local, but it okay. pushed back in that direction. Yeah, yeah. it was a wind that pushed outward. Oh, okay. Towards From, the two. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm tracking points of communi- yeah. communication. Okay. Um, so yes, depending on how far down the mountain uh, Sam was, Sam might have felt that. Okay. Gust of wind. Okay. I mean, it was enough to knock Julian back when he was seated. It was a pretty substantial. Yeah, like a good forty to sixty mile gust of wind. Yeah, yeah. if not more. It's crazy trying to like go out like and walk in one of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think Sam noticed it. I think okay. Sam is still kind of looking for berries. Yeah, Sam's not not in any hurry taking taking their time because. You mentioned you were going to go watch this thing to see if they were following, and so I figured I have time. All right, so we want to make that jump. Yep. To, okay, so on the way back, Julian has been like running, but looking like over his shoulder to see if any of them, the airship is coming or whatever. Um, and then that's where the scene, at the cave happens. Yeah. Julian round round the corner, kind of skids in the place. The snow is falling. He's peering back out. Archie's out of breath. Speaking a little funky sometimes. Yeah. And that whole spiel. Sam should have made it down. Don't see any sign of them. Go find Bear and Jer. I'm going to go back and see if we can find Sam. Which is a good thing because Archie is not 100% with it, which is why there's no mention of dogs. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> The shot yeah. might have happened a lot earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we still don't know why the shot happened. So, so you go out to find Sam. Yeah. So Julian goes back up to find Sam. And you find... Sam's body. <laughs> no. You see a, a crew of about 10 to 12 people wearing containment suits. Ooh, okay. Sam, where are you? So, at this point, you know, I've collected a large amount of berries, and, you know, I, would, I even took, went ahead and took my time to crush them up into paste, so that way I have some to start administering to Katari as soon as I could. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> so, so, I have started making my way, you know, trying to follow the dogs back to towards the cave, where everybody else was. What I'm picturing, so, Sam kind of made a, a wider path looking for berries on the way around and so Sam's kind of coming from this bottom side yes. towards the cave. Yep. Okay. Alright. So Sam would not have come across Julian or any of the Are there any markings on their suits? Uh, it is similar Paul marking as what's on the Zeppelin. Well, okay. Julian remembering when Archie shouted and the snow started to rumble, is actually going to not shoot any of them, the containment suit people, but is just going to point his rifle up the side of the mountain face and shoot, shoot hopefully, to cause an avalanche. An avalanche. And bury Sam. <laughs> no, because Sam is, well, you don't, you don't know. know. doesn't know. But you know that they didn't listen. You know I should be back. But you weren't. 
Go ahead and roll your, your rifle skill. This one. Twelve. You hit the side of the mountain with a twelve? Should be. <laughs> it, <it's>, Somehow <laughs> it ricochets off the stone and into sand. <laughs> no. Honestly. Into Jasper. <gasps> No, honestly, <laughs> that'd be the opposite direction. No, it's less about the about shot. It. It's the the noise, the yeah, concussive, that, that, the, the concussive force yeah. that is actually what's doing the. So my 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 question is, how much do you really want to cause an athlete? Because the target number to cause an avalanche was fifteen. Who wants to cause an avalanche? You know they're on the sled. Yeah, because they're going down the mountain. So character point. Get that out of the water. Add a nine to it. So that's a twenty-one. All right. So you start hearing a distant rumbling that sounds like thunder, and you can start to see like plumes of white drifting off the top higher peaks, and it starts building. It starts accelerating rather quickly. Yeah, so Julian's going to take off down the path. Some of the members of the, of the party, like, they see what you've done. They turn, they see the snow, and some of them start, like, trying to get off to the side. So is this, like, a large, wide avalanche, like what you'd expect to come rolling down the, the entire mountain? Or is this a narrower cascade almost? It's building an intensity. Okay. And it's loud enough that we... So I'm, I imagine you could hear the uh, avalanche coming eventually. So, like, if it had just been like a 15, it would have been a narrower one. But stupid character points. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked, how much do you? He's going to be looking for anything that he can easily use to aid him to break down, like, like a dog to ride. <laughs> how large are the dogs? They're not that. They're not that. One uh, foot on each dog. Give me up! They're, they're, not for you, for, for Sam. <laughs> 60, 70 pounds. There's, there's like 60 or 70 pounds. You're still too big. If you were on some kind of skis or anything like that, they could easily drag you up and down the mountain. Or like well, cushions of air. Well, that, maybe. Then that's what Julian is looking like for. Like a chariot. It's like a, a, a piece of like log that you can just kind of... Sled down on. Yeah. But as he like as like, as he's hauling, he's like running. Is Sam coming from the bottom side? <laughs> <laughs> Julian running past. Go ahead and make me a running roll. Uh, because I was imagining that you guys were still above the tree line. Oh mm-hmm. uh, still? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I imagine the, the cave was like right near the top of the tree line, but still above it. Okay. So you you'll have to make it to the tree line. Not bad. Eleven. So you barely make it to the the tree line. Okay, you want to look around for a piece of like what you can use as a as a sled. Yeah. Okay. Um, go ahead and do a quick search roll for me. Roll your snow surfing skill. Yes. You, you took extra points at snow surfing, right? I mean. <laughs> Oh, and this wild guy stinks. You'll never hear that ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Or all of season three. (laughs) Thirteen. Okay. You're able to find something that you think you can crouch on 
It's not large, it's maybe about... Well, he doesn't want it that large. Yeah. He doesn't want that much weight. And then you want to fling yourself down the mountain on this. Anything that's going to be faster than him running. I like this idea. I will allow you to do it. Um, Bob is letting down the mountain. Is Sam allowed to uh, air surf them with the dogs? We'll talk about that in a moment. <laughs> we'll go ahead and, and have you do an acrobatics roll to stay on the wood while you're going down the hill. That's This wild die! At least it's not rolling ones anymore. And would you like to spend... I might have to. Well, looking at that roll, you will have to. I got an 11. You need a 15. Two character points. It's gonna be one. <laughs> it was a six. Thank, Thank you very six. much. <laughs> two. Oh, <I'm> two. <laughs> hey, I'll get you a fifteen. Okay. That's a fifteen on the dot. <laughs> so it wasn't. So it wasn't too hard. It wasn't too hard that it causes some complication, <laughs> like this wide avalanche. Gosh, <laughs> man, I spent so many character points. Every time I think of an avalanche, I think of the MacGyver. Episode. Yes, me too. All right, so you're able to slalom your way down, X Games your way down the hill mountain. The rest of the party, minus Sam, are on their way down the mountain already. So yeah, we're running from the avalanche as well. We just. Well, you didn't you didn't know it. Yeah. But you're on your sled anyway. Mm-hmm. So, uh, likewise, Sam is headed towards the cave. Julian is leaving the cave. Sam sees Julian. Yes. Slaloming down the. Uh, so Sam is going to turn and also hearing the avalanche and attempt to do exactly what we just said: form little air cushions for Sam's feet. Yeah, kind of like um, air slides. Oh, what's the name of that that Greek god with with wings on his feet? Hermes. Hermes. Yeah. Or oh, Mercury. And uh, let the dogs pull me down. I'll, I'm picturing more of a not quite Avatar air scootery thingy that he does, but you know the air ball. Yeah. All right. Little ones for my feet. Twenty-three. Okay, you're successful. Okay. As you're going along, you can like look over your shoulder every once in a while just to keep track of the snow. And the dogs are running nice and quick. Yeah. You can see like ragdolls in containment suits just being churned around in the snow. And with that, we'll go ahead and end the episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bone Throwers Theater. Thank you for listening to Bone Throwers Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Ellie, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported license. That means you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you'd like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is Bone Throwers Theater. You can also look us up on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.